Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Bedrock City Presents Uncanny Universe Podcast. And on this week's episode, we are going to review Nope. Uh, we we obviously meant to get to it last week. However, uh, San Diego, San Diego, be San Diego, and uh, we had a lot of news. So if you listened last week, you know Nope got bumped. Sorry, Nope, nothing personal. Um, but anyway, we're gonna go ahead and get this thing going. Hey, everyone, this is Dylan, and I'm Michael. That's right. So um, before we get to that, of course, uh, if you haven't seen Nope yet and you are cautious of spoilers. Don't worry about it. Uh, we won't get to Nope until about 35 or so minutes into the show. So you can just hang on and wait, uh, you know, cut it off at that point. We're not going to get to any spoilers until that point. Um, but anyway, first, Dylan, let's hear about the news you found this week. All right. So it's kind of light on news, but we got like a couple of substantial ones. Okay. Um, including one bombshell. Bombshell. Uh, a bombshell. Okay. Uh, they've already heard right now. Uh, the first, we got a Star Wars Andorra trailer. Um, it's a bombshell. Well, this isn't a bombshell. Oh, I mean, it's oh. a big deal. It's a big deal. I'm excited. But um, the news is that it's coming out uh, September 21st, pushed back a bit. Um, oh, yeah. And it's going to premiere with three episodes of 12. So I think that puts it running until November 23rd, something like that. Wow. Okay. Um, what so, do you think is up with the three episode premiere? I don't know. I think. I mean, you could read into it because like with WandaVision, I think the end of the second one really hooked you like when the color was introduced and you realize like things were changing, you know? Yeah. Um, I think that first one, people would have been like, what is this? You know? Um, so it could be something that, like that. Um, or it could just be it's 12 long and they're like, that's they don't many. need it to be 12 weeks long. So they're like, let's just do, you know, interesting 10 weeks. I don't know. I guess but you know that remains to be seen, but go on. I'm happy regardless because we get a whole like movie length at once, basically, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Super a nice, cool. A nice big chunk. Um, and the, and the but, trailer was pretty good, honestly. Yeah. Um, I've been most excited from what we've seen anyway for Andor. I mean, I'm most excited for Ahsoka, but from what we've seen Andor, because right. it looks the most visually diverse. And by that, I mean like environment and, and tone, you know, it doesn't look as like, samey desert man on a mission you know what i mean um as like yeah, mando exactly. and, and obi-wan well, they, a, they had a lot the of similarities right mando obi-wan and book of boba all kind of have their their a very similar tone and vibe and this right. looked this trailer looked very different from that uh, which i really appreciate because i'm really i'm good on that for right now um but i really enjoyed the trailer um uh, I thought the effects were all right. Like it wasn't like knock your socks off like uh, Mandalorian, but I I thought it looked pretty good. Um, so yeah, like I think it saying, looks as good as Mandalorian. Does it? I don't know. Okay. Um, I think that the I don't know. I I because I, we previously saw like a sm- very small teaser, right? That was like I want to say like le- sub thirty seconds or something. Yeah, um, and that looked good too. And as the not as a not that big a fan of Rogue One, um, this looks pretty good. Yeah, I mean, we have the same Star Wars problem that persists. You know, it's a prequel for a dead character, right? Um, right. So I'm trying to like put that aside when judging it, kind of like how I wanted people to do for Black Widow. It's like, well, this should have come come out 
after Infinity War. It's like, yes, it didn't. So let's talk about it. What we got, you know, like right. at some point you got to move on. Um, so like that'll probably affect my enjoyment of the show. But like just looking at it on like surface level, I think it looks really good. And I do too. I've I've always wanted to learn more about the Empire stuff. I'm sure it's been explored to death in uh books, books and, and comics and EU and stuff, but I haven't seen it. I want to know about the the inner workings, the hierarchy, the the politics, and it looks like we're getting some of that. So I don't know. I'm excited that it's in a for there's forest and and spaceship and you know <laughs> right. It's not just the 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 brown. I know we yeah. got a little. We got some more stuff, especially in Mandalorian season two, which I appreciated. But it just looks like it's not. Um, like you could not call it star wars and it would still be like about a guy infiltrating a evil right. space organization you right know? it, lo- like, it looks like cool. a, it looks like a fine sci-fi show with or without the star wars flavor on top so exactly i'm I'm here for that for sure time will tell yeah. we'll, we'll get back yeah. to you in september i wonder what, what i wonder what, i wonder what the delay is about but maybe they don't want to step I... on some other other stuff yeah, I think maybe I'm hoping they learn their lesson with airing Miss Marvel and Obi-Wan at the same time. Um, yeah. I see some crossover, like with the beginning and tail ends of things. Like, I understand that, but they really like started pretty close together. And like, that was a big mistake because I think Miss Marvel was eclipsed every week, you know? It, it definitely was because everyone at this, all the customers that I talked to, not all of them, of course, but lots of them were watching Obi-Wan but had not yet watched Miss Marvel. Now yeah. I've some people that I've talked to have started watching Miss Marvel now, but you know, it took a while to get there. It's like the same audience though. Why are you, you don't need to double dip on one right. night, you know? Exactly. Don't care. And if you're going to do yourself. it, do a Wednesday and a Friday, at least for me, you know, like right. let's not both it, let's on a Wednesday. Yeah. Not the 2 a.m. Wednesdays. I'm not here for that. Mm-mm. That too. Let's start 7 a.m. Let's normalize 7 p.m. Not in this economy. <laughs> yeah. Um okay, so we got some Marvel news, also Disney Plus, Secret Invasion. Uh there's not a lot to go on. We don't know too much about it. This is the the um you know Nick Fury uh scrolls show. We don't know too much about the plot, even they haven't said much, right. but uh Samuel L. Jackson and Ben Mendelssohn are back as Talos and Fury. Um and there, there's a uh, official synopsis for the show now, which gives Ooh, us a little okay. bit trickling out the information. Um, it says the only like important part. It says like, oh, it's characters who we who we met in Captain Marvel will be in this, and then it says it's a crossover event series. It showcases a faction of shape shifting scrolls who scrolls who have been infiltrated who have infiltrated Earth for years. Sorry, I can't read. Um, but. The important part being that nothing in Disney Plus has been called a crossover event series before. I don't know okay. if, we, if we need to be reading into that because there's been cameos from other Marvel people in other sure. shows, but it's or, just like a secret bigger deal. No, this is just what? a rebranding. They're just like crossover event, everything maybe. But then I, I guess at that point, everything is a crossover event at this point. That's what I mean. Like, where do you draw the line? I don't right. know. I'm sure it's just marketing. Someone thought this sounds cool, but like it's fun to read into it. Maybe I don't know. In my opinion, like I hate it when people expect like huge things out of TV shows or you know smaller I mean, projects. We are we are just as guilty of that. Yeah, 
I can be guilty. I'm a flawed human. Okay. I can do <laughs> something that I don't like, but you can like, recognize I your flaws. Like, and I appreciate that about you, Dylan. Thanks. I'm growing. Um, yeah. I feel like it's not secret invasion. If you don't reveal that, like an Avenger has been a scroll for a long time, you know, like, right. The whole point is like, which hero is a scroll and like, who's been who acting they weird infiltrated. Yeah. Like the, the, the mystery. So I'm like, how do you pull that off without all these MCU actors being in it? I don't know. That's like, mm. am I, I'm setting myself up for disappointment and I'm sure I'll, I'll change my mind once we get a trailer and I know what this actually is, but like, it can't just be a Nick Fury show, right? No way. No way. There's going to be, there has to be a lot more to this. Amelia Clark's in it. She's someone scroll queen. Maybe. I mean, I think the scroll, she's not going to be queen anything. Oh, she's done with that. She's moved on. She's moved on. All right. The mad, the mad scroll queen. Um, (laughs) I mean, I don't know. I don't know, Michael. I'm against it. I'm officially a hater. No, I'm kidding. Uh, Wow. I just, wow. I just could have seen secret invasion being a movie. That's all I'm saying. Me too. Which is very weird, but it looks it, they clearly have other plans for. Um, Why don't they tell us all their plans as they make them? Right, what and, then, and then cancel it when you don't want to follow through. Well, see, well, that's the right. That's the thing is that what's really nice is that if they don't announce everything, you don't get sad when they don't do your Sinister Six films. Yeah, are you shading a studio yes. or company? There's no, or? there's no, there's no shade. That's a direct call out to Sony. Oh. I thought you were gonna say AT and T. Both actually. Oh well, they both fair. do it. They, that's, Who's that's more true. guilty? I want to tally up the cancel projects between them and see who wins. Mm. I don't know. I think Sony is worse at being like, "We're going to do this." And we're making it. We're it making it happen. The the Rhino movie. Oh, it's happening. Craven, book a ticket. But flashback to, I think maybe DC wins because they did that whole DC slate of like the next 10 films with all the <laughs> dates, all the dates even. They're like oh, Cyborg man. movie, Green Lantern Corps, like with the Snyderverse, you know? So I think maybe they just like How embarrassing. in one fell swoop, like How embarrassing. They did it. But the Flash movie's coming out. Yikes. <laughs> Where's the Cyborg movie? Anyway. Yeah. Um, okay, so we have two DC newses this week. Okay. Two, two, one, two news that have. Uh, <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> two news. Two news. Two news. <laughs> too furious. <laughs> that rocked Twitter, Michael. Uh-huh. Did you hear about these two news? This is. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not following along on your board. Okay. Anyway, this the Batfleck one. The Snyderverse. Restore the Snyderverse. We're at, oh, back no. at We're it still again. still on this. Back at it just again stop. with the white vans. Yeah. No, just um, stop. So. They won't let it die, Michael, because... Damn, Dylan. Okay, here's, here's what happened. You ready? No. Aquaman 2 is filming. It's almost... It's it's either done or almost done. They're doing an after credit right. scene, you know? Uh-huh. Um, Michael Keaton was going to be in all these projects going forward. He's going to be in the Flash movie confirmed, the Batgirl movie confirmed, RIP, and the Aquaman movie he was supposed to make a cameo in, Okay. So okay, Michael Keaton it. was going to be the new through line. Maybe the Nick Fury, the, I don't know what, what the plan was with Michael Keaton, but it seems as though plans are changing for Michael Keaton. Um, yes. I don't know what's happening, but they, Aqu- uh, Flash was supposed to come out before Aquaman, Aquaman 2. Um, uh-huh. And in that movie, they would establish Michael Keaton as the new Batman through the multiverse stuff. 
And then in Aquaman 2, there's Michael Keaton was going to be in it. It's like, oh, he's the new Batman. Here's his cameo, you know? Right. Turns out Flash has been delayed so many times and it's not coming out before Aquaman 2. Aquaman 2 is now the first in line. Um, so you can't have that Michael Keaton thing that you didn't set up in Flash. You know what I'm saying? So you, uh-huh. this is when you call your old friend uh, Ben Affleck and you say, hey, hey we, need, we have a Batman scene and we Suit need up. to replace it with someone else. Um, you good? Will he? <laughs> and the, so uh, Jason Momoa, a.k.a. Pride of Gypsies, it's a problematic Instagram handle. Uh, oh, boy. He's been called out on it. He won't change it. Um, but well, you can't, but he won't start a new one anyway. <laughs> um, he posted a photo with him and Ben Affleck in a suit. Uh, so I think it's just a Bruce Wayne thing, but of course, this launch the Snyderverse is coming back. Just let it go away. Legends never we were... die. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I thought we were over this. What if we're not? What, what if what if they just brought Zack Snyder back though? What if he played Batman? Like, I don't Zack know. Snyder? What do they want? Yeah, I, I would love Zack Snyder to play Batman, that'd be great. In the Snyder Bros defense. DC seems to not like let them down like they're letting them down too easy, you know? You need a clean break, quick cold turkey. Right. No more one foot in, one foot out, like oh Snyderverse fans, like Batflex in it. Like just just end it. Cut it off. You need a you need a clean slate, which we're gonna get to, okay? Um so a little backstory for this next one. Okay. Uh you know, in April, Discovery acquired Warner Media from yes. AT&T. This is like the movies under Warner Brothers, like in, including DC, Monsters, stuff like right. that. Um, and Zasloff, that's his name, is the CEO of uh, Discovery. Okay. And people were being like, we're, we're speculating that he was going to clean house at DC, basically be like, none of this is working. We need to, we need to not do this. We're going to move on to somebody better. Somebody with no attachment needs to go in and do that, honestly. So, I mean, yeah, it seems like HBO Warner media has been holding on to their bad ideas for a little too long. Um, Someone's just going to come in and say, Hey, Hey, this, this ain't working. This is like a very layered uh, story, though. So they right. he basically Discovery canceled the Batgirl movie, which we've covered for a couple of years now. Um, yes. This is the one starring Leslie Grace, who's going to be on HBO Max and then maybe theaters or like because they're putting Blue Beetle in theaters from HBO Max. So um, and they're just like, we're not going to put on HBO Max. We're not going to put it in theaters either. No, you're not going to see it. It's canceled. And they already filmed it. It's done. Uh, they spent apparently they committed to 70 million to make it and then it ballooned to 90 million. So they Oof. sunk 90 million dollars in this movie. It starred Leslie Grace had the Michael Keaton Batman. It had um the I, I, I always understand. forget his name. The it had that the Commissioner Gordon from the Snyderverse. So right. already the continuity was very confusing to me. Okay. Um this is just so confusing. Like I has how far is this has got to be one of the furthest along movies to, to just get canned, right? Like, I don't think this has ever happened like this. Like, I'm still in denial thinking like, oh, they're just 
not sure what to do with it yet. Like they're just putting it on hold until they decide. Cause I'm like, surely they can't just be like, no, no one can see this. Right. Like, How, like so was it that, was it that it was that bad, you know, or. I think just at a point you have to, you have to measure whether or not the movie will damage the brand more. You know, they're trying to rehabilitate DC. I think discovery is. Yeah. And with, um this aquaman 2 shazam 2 black adam and blue beetle they're like are these is this the image for dc that we want going forward mm. um they also canceled the flash this week on cw yeah i think all they have a superman and lois left pretty much to be Star fair Girl. i didn't know that flash show was so on well every time it went nine me, I, seasons i forget good, good for her i think we're reading the tea leaves michael that um we have shazam 2 in march Mm -hmm. uh i think we have black adam and then an aquaman and shazam i think it might just end we might be done with this dc era in march like you think six months or so yeah i think we're just gonna i think we might not see blue beetle i think we might not see flash flash costs like twice as much as this batgirl movie so it's more likely but i don't know michael like they can't just bail on they can bail on the 90 million they can't bail on more than that I don't know. It doesn't. I I I wanted there's other I just, problems with Flash. I just did a quick Google search, and it doesn't look like there's ever been a movie that this much money has been sunk into that has just been scrapped. So there's like unwritten rules with Hollywood, you know. Like it's just understood that if thousands of people like sink their effort into a project, that you put it out, even if you don't. Even if it's bad, you know, you at least like release it in some Uh, way. Right, right, right. Even if it's straight to video, but DC couldn't do that. Well, they were already going to, it was already going to go to HBO Max and they're like, not even that. Um, Remember how mad all the creatives got when they put their whole 2021 slate onto HBO Max? Right. They were like, they were so mad that it wasn't in theaters. So like, imagine how these people feel that like, they won't even go out. Like, oh, it's very like demoralizing. I feel like to, and also this is the I was looking forward to it. It's the directors of the the first two and the last Miss Marvel episode. Yeah, uh, we I really were, like. We were, I really like those guys. I thought that was a really good sign, a good omen for the Batgirl movie. Yeah, um, we were looking forward to it. I remember. Hmm. I don't know, Michael. Like, I, can they do I, that? I assume there's I mean, con- they, they did have to it. Pay people out because there's oh, contracts yeah, there's, for people who get bonuses based on views and obviously not ticket sales because they don't have to worry about that because it's hbo max but like i feel like they're gonna have some contractual headaches here too like you're willing to spend money to not show it like it's it's i feel like there's more that we don't know about right there's gotta be there's a there's a discovery investment call on thursday where we should learn I think they're just going to say, yeah, it's canceled. Like that'll be the full confirmation, but all the big, you know, trades have confirmed it. So, okay. Or Michael, how radical do you want to get? Very. Is this a work? Oh, are we getting worked? This is the most publicity Batgirl would ever get. Okay. You know what? If they're like, okay, fine. You demanded it. We'll put Batgirl out. Back by popular demand. Yeah. Um, you know what? Is this that? I don't think so, but that it, would be. It could very I would, well I would be a work. It. 
I wouldn't, I wouldn't, man, be a really stupid work. It's like, um, new Coke, how people thought that the, it, it was that early nineties, Coca-Cola discontinued their flavor, their original flavor. And they came out with new Coke, which was a new recipe, you know, and people yeah. thought it was, and that was, people thought it was an elaborate work to drum up sales for old Coke when they eventually bring it back. I don't think Coke, it, like that's a very big risk. And to just sully your brand for a number of months. I don't know. I think that's, this is, if this was a work, it would be like that level of conspiracy theory. And I don't, I don't buy it. I would I don't love think it. So either. I would absolutely love it. If it was a work that would make me so happy. It would be the stupidest move they've ever done. Of course. Well, I mean, it it's tracks. not going to generate more interest in the movie itself. Um, no. And you're, you're, I think your reputation is super important, even as, especially as a new company, you know, right. Um, Discovery does reality TV, but they don't like handle movies and stuff. And do you want everyone who signs on to your Warner brothers project to be like, will this even come out? Like if I do a bad job, will no one see it. You know, that's like, that's the biggest no, no, basically, you know, like yeah. you're breaking the trust of all the well, I, creatives. I, who It definitely it. does not engender any sort of goodwill amongst the creatives. So there's that. I but, hope people riot and like refuse to work with them. If this is, if this actually happens, I hope they're like, we're not going to work on a DC. Now, if we are, <laughs> if we are getting worked, I, this is my plea to everybody. Don't go out there and petition for Batgirl to come back out. Don't do it. Don't play. Into, it. Don't play into the potential work. Let them do what they're doing. Don't allow yourself <laughs> to get worked. It's like when someone's like, no, I'm leaving. Don't stop me. Like, like okay, bye. Bye. It was it was nice knowing you. That being said, it's sad. I want to see Batgirl, but yeah, I know. I would. I'm. If we had to put a positive spin on this, I would say it's that they're being extremely serious with rehabilitating the DC brand, you know, and starting I mean, fresh. So. That's that's good, I suppose. But the movie that's was the only... done. Like, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Or done enough. I mean, they probably still had post production stuff to do. Someone that, will like, leak it. There Someone's got to leak it. And then, and then they'll have to sell you a Blu-ray. Yeah, but like, uh, like knockoff Blu-rays at conventions and stuff. It'll have like the background oh, movie. Oh no, 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 no! I'm saying like it'll be like, you know, someone leaks it, then Warner's is like, okay, 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 we'll release it on oh. home video for you, charging you twenty dollars. So therefore, getting more out of it than they would out of a ticket. Surprise! It's streaming on HBO Max. Subscribe yeah. today. Right. Use promo code Batgirl for one free month. Oh my god. We just put this together. That's it. <laughs> all right. Anyway. anyway, that's all I got, Michael. <laughs> all right. Well, let's let's hear about this live sale. I bet you didn't know that we host a weekly live streaming comic sale. Dust off your old Facebook account or borrow your grandma's login. Join us every Wednesday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Central. Bedrock City is the only verified blue check comic store on Facebook, meaning we're better than everyone else. It also means that we're trusted to bring you brand new quality key issues comic bundles, variants, and more every week at super affordable prices. Even if you've already spent all your money on Fortnite skins like me, you can still join just to hang out and chat comics with Kevin Austin and me. For all the details not covered here, or if your auditory processing disorder didn't allow you to comprehend anything I just said, head over to bedrockcity.com live to read all the details. Hashtag ad. And we are back. Um, before we get to the news, we're going to do our picks of the week. I'm going to go first. And you know what? I'm not picking a comic or a game this week. Oh. I'm picking a new product in the store. 
I'm picking. What is it? The Bedrock City. I'm holding up to the camera that Dylan can't see because of my green screen. The Bedrock City D6 with our custom logos on it. Nice. Yeah, I'm excited. I bought a full set for for casting Fireball. That's 6D6. Uh, they are a dollar each, available at every Bedrock City near you in a wonderful purple and yellow color scheme, as those are our colors. Um, and an added bonus, the B, when turned sideways, kind of looks like a superhero mask. So I thought that's kind of neat. I this, is some, this is a Michael Dylan design Collab. collaboration. It's yeah. Dylan X Michael, if you will. Yeah, exactly. So, so. If, if, if you're a fan of the podcast, you're pr- pretty much like obligated to buy like at least five or six. Yeah. How much are these? A dollar. That's a steal, Dylan. Oh. Too much. No, I'm kidding. Oh, wow. It's branded, so it's got to have the, the tax. You know, we had to well, pay yeah. Bedrock. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Bedrock well, Corporation. Exactly. Yeah. Bedrock Corp. So, okay. That's anyway, a cool yeah. pick. Yeah, I'm I'm super into it. Like these are they should be available at this point at all bedrocks near you. Um they're a really nice translucent glittery purple. Um I might actually buy more than six because I like them a lot. Oh dang. Okay. Anyway. Um okay. My pick is disappointingly a traditional comic book. Um it's Edge of Spider-Verse number one. Oh, okay. So well, that's to bring it back the thing. You remember that old mini series that introduced you to Spider Gwen? <laughs> Oh, how could um, I forget? An SPDR and th- those guys. Yeah, so they're bringing it back with a new number one written by Dan Slott. This issue features Spider-Man Noir, Aranya, and Spider-Rex, which is what it sounds like. Okay. Um, so that's Exciting. fun. Um, you're gonna, each issue, you're going to get your first appearances, you know? Oh, you're yeah. you get your money's worth. So, so get spec, ready. Spy them all. Spec, spec people come in. Come in and get it. Um, yeah. Scotty Young cover is very nice. It's got, it's going to be connecting, I think, or it's not. It's got <laughs> spider Gwen on it. Um, no, the A covers are connecting, but they're really nice. They are. There's, there's a bunch of really nice covers, actually. Um, you know, sometimes when you're checking in books on, on Tuesday, you can obviously tell which covers are the variants just by the art on it. Yeah. Um, but I couldn't necessarily tell on these. Same thing with that Demon Days book. All the covers are really nice. Yeah. Um, and Peace Smoke did like three of them. It's like, come down, girl. I know. It's it's crazy. All right. Getting into my news. Um, I don't have too much, but uh, well, I have a few, but most of them are pretty short. So the uh, AEW has been working on a video game since pretty much its inception. Um, Kenny Omega is the head, um, not head, but he's like one of the lead designers on the game as well. Um, and the title has been leaked and it is up for pre-order on Amazon with a placeholder date of December, 20, December 31st, 2022. However, it is called AEW Fight Forever, um, and it's going to be on PS4, PS5, Xbox, PC, Nintendo Switch. Um, and we have a bunch of leaked game modes, which we didn't know before. So this is very exciting because, Dylan, have you ever played any wrestling games in the past? I haven't. Okay. Um, the Nintendo 64 era seems to be like the most like lauded, nostalgic wrestling titles that everybody seems to love. Um they were they were very very good the Nintendo 64 wrestling games, and this is supposed to be styled after those more arcadey, less of a sim, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. They even got one of the designers uh, or the lead developer for for one of the older Nintendo 64 games, uh, WrestleMania 2000 and No Mercy, to come in and work on this. So that's very exciting. But anyway, um, so that is up for pre order now. A bunch of Modes got announced. They're going to have online co-op, which I'm excited about, and all the match types mm. that you love from AEW. The, uh, you know what? 
I'm going to, okay. So we have uh, the single match, tag team match, three way, four way ladder, casino battle Royal falls count anywhere. And I want to ask Dylan what this, what this match means. Okay. Unsan- unsanctioned lights out. What do you think that means? Also, there is an exploding barbed wire death match. There's unsanctioned well. lights out. Yeah. I don't well, know. Well, it's okay. dark. You no, so what it what it means is an old time wrestling gimmick that they brought back for AEW. So when they would want to have a match that was really violent and was like uh they they would do like somebody big is gonna lose, but they don't want it to go on their permanent record or whatever. So this would be an unsanctioned match. And to indicate that AEW was not recording the match, they would turn the lights out and then turn them back on to indicate that this is no longer an AEW event, but this is like an old school, like fifties and sixties thing. So like once, once the lights go off and back on, we're not watching an AEW match. This is, you know, there's no rules here. This is just, okay. This is just anarchy. If you will. So, yeah. So that's coming in, but uh, all that stuff, very exciting. Really looking forward to this game. Um, I will be buying it. Um, this is a weird one. So this I'm putting this in with my horror news because it was on Bloody Disgusting and I'm excited about it. The monster cereals, Dylan, are back for the first time in 10 years. That's right. Okay. Count Chocula, Booberry, Frankenberry are joined by the werewolf fruit brute coming back this Halloween. It is gearing up for spooky season. I am excited. Um, That's cool. Which is which of those is your favorite, Dylan? I don't think I've had any of them. I'm sorry. Get out of here. Which one do I need to try when they come back? Gotta have the blueberry, man. Blueberry? Okay. Uh, I feel like no, Count actually, Chocula is like the most famous, He's classic, right? but I, actually, you know what? Fruit Brute, because that's the least common. He was... So they've brought these back previously a few years ago, um, but Fruit Brute has not been on sale in over 10 years. Oh, okay. So that's the one. Yeah, I don't get. recognize that one at all. Yeah. Some stupid little werewolf guy. Um, but anyway... That's super exciting for me anyway. Um, and they are going to come with a prize inside. So time to get ready. Um, yeah, I don't know if you've noticed, Dylan, but Halloween decor is out everywhere. Uh, well, not everywhere. It's not a Target, but we, I've noticed. Lori and I went to Michael's and got some stuff. So I've already missed out on some stuff that I was trying to get. Oh, that's terrible. Already? Yeah. The, big, Halloween. The, big, the big skeleton at Home Depot. Oh, it. dang. Well, that, that guy's huge. Yeah, he's 12 feet tall. And then there's a candle right? stand at that makes me sound like a mid like a suburban mom. There was yeah. a candle stand at Bath uh-huh. and Body Works that I wanted. Was there was a witch. Dylan? There was a witch hand. And all the moms went and got it as soon as they opened on Monday. Come, and on, moms. come Monday night, they were gone, you know? Very yeah. sad. Well, I'll make a personal recommendation. Go to Michael's and get the spooky pooping one. If you're familiar with that TikTok sound, they have a spooky pooping. <sighs> Michael's uh, the- pops off every Halloween. Yeah. Michael's brought the heat. We bought a bunch of stuff. Anyway, moving on. Um, American Horror Story season 11, Dylan, is coming back uh, this okay. fall. Okay. Bro, what? It's time. It's come on. Time of death. This fall. It's time. And of they death. have American Horror Stories, Stories too, which is plural, coming yes. out now. Yeah. I know. So I also didn't know that the main series was still going on. This is too much. Uh, we don't have any details on the plot or the theme of the season, but like, <laughs> I stopped after season uh, whatever Coven was. That was the last one. I, I tried even the last. I keep trying every season. I tried the last one and it was no good either. How are people? Are people? I guess people are watching it, right? They must be. Yeah, it's good. It's nowhere near what it used to be, but I think it's still enough to carry it through each year. It's still pretty okay. popular. That's crazy to me. 
there's not enough horror shows you know yeah like what's their competition uh walking dead <laughs> I, yeah honestly what is, what is their competition um i i can't think of any good horror shows um criterion uh, all my news is horror news so get ready um <laughs> criterion has announced a night of the living dead 4k ultra hd coming this halloween um which is exciting the very first time that uh the very first zombie movie is going to be in 4k um the digital rest the 4k digital restoration was supervised by george romero before he passed away um so it's going to have one 4k disc um and two blu-rays as well which is exciting because you're also going to get night of anubis on there which is the work print edit of the film which has a different intro but is also missing the second uh like half of the second reel so like and also doesn't have any audio so they have to use daily's audio it's a giant mess but like it's it's neat to see because you get stuff that wasn't in the movie previously and a bunch of new features um which is very exciting okay. and, and if you've never seen um night of the living dead this is the time to get it because you if you know criterion this is gonna this is the best this movie will ever look um and it's a very important movie that made a very important uh social point um in 1967 okay like um so this is a fantastic film uh and i'm very excited for it um next on Amazon Prime, I think we might have covered this previously that this got picked up by Amazon Prime. Um, but a book that I really like called My Best Friend's Exorcism by Grady Hendrix, who you might have heard of. He's the guy that did that book Horror Store that looked like an Ikea catalog. Um, I don't remember that one. No. Okay. Um, it was really um, high concept where the whole book is laid out like an Ikea catalog. Um, Interesting. Yeah. It's about zombies in a in a Ikea. Oh, not okay. Ikea. It's called something else, but it's an Ikea. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so he had a book called My Best Friend's Exorcism, which came out in 2016, and he described it as Beaches Meets the Exorcist. Um, <laughs> set in the late 80s, uh, satanic panic area, high school friendship, demonic possession, on and on and on. Um, but anyway, it is, be, it is going to come out September 30th on Amazon Prime, and I am very excited. That's um, cool. It is, and it's starring Elsie Fisher from 8th Grade. Nice. And some other people I've never heard of. Um, Christopher Landon from Happy Death Day and Freaky is one of the producers. But yes, the this is a really excellent book and I really, really like it. I hope we get a trailer for this soon and I hope it doesn't look bad. So uh, there's that. Fingers um, crossed. Fingers crossed. Okay, some Blu-ray announcement. One more Blu-ray announcement here. Um, in, in, a, in a series of... Uh, in, a, in a news that makes you go, okay... Scream Factory um, is releasing a Halloween 4K Ultra HD set. So Halloween is in the Michael Myers films. However, it is called Halloween Collection, Halloween 4K Collection, 1995 to 2002. So, which means it's none of the good ones. It's huh. it's it's Halloween 6, Halloween 8. Okay, H2O is good. It's Halloween 6, uh, H2O, and Resurrection. Like... It's a very, like those though. I mean, I okay. Look, I like them too, but like this, this is like the kind of predatory Blu-ray releasing that I hate. Okay, Be, because it doesn't like. Why are you releasing a 4K set with three movies in it when you have the Rob Zombie ones, which are bad? But like, if I want a complete 4K Blu-ray collection, you know, come on. 
Um, because they did yeah. just and and they also just released um last year they released the, the movies one through five, not as a set, but as single 4Ks, right? Also, the covers are hideous. Google them, they're horrible. Right. Um, I remember. Yeah, these ones are just as bad. Um, but so there, oh, there, well. at, at some point there will be a big set with all these, and it doesn't have Halloween 2018 or Halloween kills, and we're about to get Halloween ends. So at some point when that's done, then we'll get a bigger set. So I just hate like the double dippings thing. I'm just not into it. So don't buy this. If you're a Halloween fan, don't buy this, please. Okay. Just the only reason I could even consider buying it would be that it has the producer's cut of Halloween six, which is fantastic. Um, and was lost for a long time. Um, all right. We got two trailers. Uh, and then we're done here. The, the, uh, we've talked about it a lot. We finally got the trailer. Spirit Halloween, the movie. Uh-huh. Yep. Starring Christopher Lloyd and Rachel Lee Cook. Coming soon, uh, October 11th. To, straight to VOD, baby. Um, and, you know, it looks like we thought it would. Uh, if you yeah. haven't seen the trailer for this, go check it out. It um, looks very cheap. It looks like most of the movie does take place inside that spirit halloween i think they just find in a, in a spirit halloween honestly um it's understandable i could i could i could forgive that you know and, and so we do have the plot synopsis which is when a new spirit halloween store appears in a deserted strip mall uh three middle school friends who think they've outgrown trick-or-treating make a dare to spend the night locked inside the, the store on halloween night but they soon find out the store is haunted by an angry evil spirit who has possessed the creepy animatronic characters um Make no mistake, this this movie is going to be terrible. But I'm I'm thinking it's going to be a fun terrible, but because I think it knows it's bad is the thing. I think, uh huh, and I think it knows it's ripping off Stranger Things really bad. I think it knows it's bad, but it's not like smart enough to be good bad. You know, you think it's so? just bad bad. Yeah, mm. they don't look. It doesn't look. It doesn't look competently made, in my opinion. No, it doesn't. You know, you're not incorrect. Um, it's directed by David Pogue, who I've never heard of before. So there's that. Um, but you, it looks like they want to be Fear Street, you know. It did. It, it had a lot of that Fear Street uh, energy to it, but they tried. They did. You know, we'll still cover it. You know, when if if more news comes our way, we'll we'll make sure you hear about it. The bigger trailer uh, to me, or the biggest trailer of the week, is um, the sequel to Ty West's X. Pearl uh, uh, was released and I loved it. I thought it looked great. It looked exactly mm-hmm. like I thought it would um, starring Mia Goth as an, or, well, prequel for a dead character, but, uh, but very far in the, in the, uh, or very, very, very back. Yeah. Pearl, an extraordinary origin story. Uh, uh, what do you think? what do you think of this trailer, Dylan? I thought it looked good. Um, there's not, I mean, it's exactly kind of what I thought it would be. I'm I was pleasantly surprised that because we knew that this was filmed during the the first movie. Yeah. Yeah. When they had like extra downtime. So I was kind of afraid that this one would also just be in that house, you know, or on that farm. But it looks like a substantial amount of it is not. um, And I could see like actual plot. I don't know. It looks good. I don't know why I thought it would be anything less, but I'm excited to see it. I would I would want to see it if it wasn't a prequel for Pearl, you know? Same. Like I was expecting exactly like you said, I was expecting it to be a very B-roll, you know? Movie. Yeah. 
And it doesn't mm-hmm. look like that's what we're getting. What we're getting now, we are reserving judgment, of course. Um, however, I don't know when this is coming out, but um, does it say it in the article? Uh, September sixteenth. Soon. Wow. Well, I mean, I feel like they had to have filmed some stuff later, right? Like maybe they went back and did some like pickups or something. Maybe I don't know, but it looks. We good to it. me i'm excited it, it does i'm excited too we, and we we reviewed x so i don't know why we wouldn't review pearl for you when we uh, when we get to it but anyway let's hear about these uh, tabletop events now it's time to give you the rundown on all of the awesome upcoming tabletop events for the month of july all exact dates and formats can be found on our discord server Kicking it off with Keyforge. We run two events a month at our Clear Lake location from 7 p.m. till around 9. Keyforge is the perfect game for casual and hardcore card game players. We also love our role-playing games. Once a month at our Clear Lake store, we host an in-store one-shot RPG for players of all skill levels. Players don't need to bring anything. All play materials, dice, pencils, and character sheets will be provided. There is no entry fee. However, we do ask that you make a purchase of any size from the gaming department on the day of the event. Seats are very limited, and sign-ups are only open for about three weeks before the event. And of course, I can't forget about Paint Club. Every month, we get together and paint some tabletop RPG miniatures. These events are for painters of all skill levels, including none. These events occur at our Katy and Clear Lake locations. We'll see you at the game tables. And we are back. We're going to talk about Jordan Peele's Nope from a week and a half ago because Comic-Con was a lot. So um, getting right into it, um, we were both super excited about it. I don't think anyone who's listened to more than one episode no, it will be surprised about that. We were very excited about this movie. Um, I didn't. I saw it by myself, but I got, I got to see it at 4 p.m. in Dolby. Did, I know nice. everyone was sort of saying the big, the bigger the screen, the better for this thing. Um, would you agree with that sentiment, Dylan? I would. I saw it on the big IMAX. Nice. Uh, oh, I guess we should say spoilers really quick. Full spoilers. Uh, spoiler, for nope. Spoilers for Nope. Um, and there is stuff to spoil. So go see it. Yeah, go see it. Anyway, yeah, I saw it on. I saw it on Dolby. You saw it on uh, the IMAX. No, it was a real IMAX. Oh, okay. It was nice. the, the mark the marquee IMAX. It was really good. Okay. I didn't nice. want to. It's just like that was the only time that worked. Um because right. it I don't know, it gets really hot in there. <laughs> they don't they don't crank that AC like AMC does. Uh um, but it ended up being a good choice because like it was visually stunning. It, it really was. So um we've all we've liked all of Jordan Peele's previous films or both his previous films. Um, us and get out and the plot of this one we sort of knew going in that it was going to be uh aliens um it was it was suspected for a long time that maybe nope meant not of planet earth it still Um, could be it's still good yeah characters also say nope uh several times in the movie but anyway starring um daniel kaluuya uh, kiki palmer that's it that's yeah right and uh that guy that works at the fries yeah and the director Oh, yeah, and right. um, Steven Yoon. Oh, yeah, Steven Yoon was in this. That's right. There's a few um, side characters, but the main are. two are Daniel Kaluuya and Kiki Palmer. I, okay, let's just get into talking about this movie. I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. 
Um, I was I I was not expecting to like it as much as I did. I was expecting to like it a lot, but I I was um, very happily surprised by the movie, um, which is saying something because I was expecting a four, but I got uh, I got a little bit more out of that to me. And you were hyped for it too. I was big hyped for it. I loved this movie. I I nice. really want to go see it again. I just don't have time to see movies more than once in theaters usually. Um, but I thought the performances were great. I thought there was a lot, um, of surprises. Um, but I also have something to say about that too. Like what was specifically with the Gordy's home stuff. Um, like okay. I thought, I thought that was a really interesting plot point with the monkey and Steven Yoon, um, uh, on the television show that added this whole layer of complexity to the film that I think if it wasn't there, uh, the movie would be pretty lacking. Um, it would need it need would have needed something else because um, I guess touching on it is that I, I, I feel like the trailers for this movie did it, a, did it a disservice. Like, I feel like they gave Agreed. away way too much. Um, totally agree. Yeah. Which, and I don't mean that in a way of like they revealed plot secrets, but they had too many like set pieces in the movie. Like, like, the one I'm specifically thinking of is when the the ship is raining blood on the house. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, it, it's in the, it's a line in one of the trailers that talk about something, something raining blood down on your house or whatever. Right. And that's so memorable to me because I've seen this trailer 700,000 times that they haven't rained blood on the house yet. That happens like late in the movie. So like, there's so much that, that is like that, but I don't think that's Jordan Peele's fault. That's not the movie's fault. That's just a big problem I had with the trailers. Um, I that agree. I think would have infected, would have affected engagement a little bit for me, but um, didn't fully. I, what, did you feel the same way? You felt the same way about that, Dylan? Um, I felt, yeah, I felt that the trailer gave away way too much as well, but it did affect my enjoyment a little bit. Um, like you said, it's not like a, a like a ding on the movie itself because I don't think we're owed a twist, you know. Like, right? I don't think he wants to be in the M Night Shyamalan corner no. where it's like you must have a twist every movie, you know. I, and um, I agree, I agree with that. I don't want that every movie because Get Out kind of had one, and Us certainly had one. And I wish I didn't know as much about this going in. Is basically what I'm saying. Um, but Me I too. feel like the marketing was very much like because they showed everything except. In the it's, last 15 minutes, what the ship looks like, basically, you right. know, like literally everything else was shown or almost. what the alien looks like. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, because yeah. um, yeah. but I feel like the the trailers and the marketing that was very much built as like expect the unexpected. Like, what is it like? It's not what um, you think. It's not what you think. And I'm like it, it went in and I was like mildly surprised. But like it, the movie was exactly what I was expecting it to be, which it's, I had a good movie in my head, so it's okay. But like, um, I was kind of hoping for like a big uh, spectacle reveal. I was waiting for that to happen. That's what like that's what affected my enjoyment a little bit. It's not that like I think I deserve that. It's that I was like waiting for it to happen. You know, and right? Because they did. sold you on that so hard. Yeah. But, um, I think you get the big spectacle when this this alien ship this thing just keeps getting bigger and bigger and more strange looking and more strange looking. Like, what is this? What am I even looking at? Um, I was just sort of marveled at the design of the the thing. Like it was almost like sheets on a, uh, like a clothesline, 
you know yeah. it was just very it was like kite meets jellyfish meets like sheets like you said you know it was very interesting looking and a very bold design choice if i'm honest because it doesn't look scary it doesn't um, which i don't need it to but i i've i mean i'm also 36 so i'm not scared at movies but like um it doesn't you you still get you still register fear in the moment though because the characters are reacting so well and the performances by Daniel Kaluuya and Kiki Palmer Palmer were so good. Um, they were excellent. Um, honestly, Daniel Kaluuya was phenomenal in this movie. He was his character was not what I was expecting from the trailers, so that was a nice uh, surprise. Um, his sister was pretty much like you expected from the trailer, um, but there was a lot of depth there in this movie. I I really liked it. Um, yeah. Um. Just to echo what you said, I thought Kiki, Kiki Palmer was a standout for me, even though it was the performance that we were billed, you know? Yeah. Um, Daniel Kaluuya, it took me a second to get on board with what he was doing because he just basically didn't sad, react to anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it was like a very like nothing sandwich, but like the story, I guess, told us there was more under the surface, but like I didn't necessarily get that from him, but you could see in his eyes that there was something else there, you know, but like, mm-hmm. Oh, I think he was, was a, sub, I think he a was subdued really performance. Hard. Let's say that. Oh, it definitely was. It definitely was. I can definitely see um, people walking away thinking he was doing nothing in the movie, but I think he, I think he was working really hard. Um, it was just an interesting choice for a horror movie. Cause no one seemed like that scared. Like Kiki Palmer was just kind of like, they had a little bit like, this is awesome energy right. you know throughout mm-hmm. a lot of it and then he had the very quiet like not typical horror freaking out just like stoic and silent throughout the entire movie even up until yeah. the end so like the we just had to rely on what it was doing not how the characters rea- were reacting they weren't as nearly as freaked out as i would be true you know what i mean yeah well, well i mean gone. because well because they started on a different wavelength than we would have we would have started on the this is horrifying. Why am I here? But they started on a, Hey, we're going to get rich and famous off of this. So they were, they were just trying to maintain that dream uh, and losing the, uh, you know, scared of losing the ranch, et cetera, et cetera. Um, yeah. What did you think about the Stephen Yoon plot line um, and Gordy's home? And this was my thing. favorite part maybe of the movie. I thought it was, the, like I said, the movie's not scary at all. This no. is the only part that was like a little chilling, I thought, you know. Um, but I I like that it gave the movie like a theme or something more to, to latch on to, which was mm-hmm. like exploitation versus like respect. And, you know, there are also right. other things like religious allegories and the nature of spectacle and stuff like that. Of course. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I li- There's I a lot really to say liked, in this movie. Yeah. But I just really like the foil of like how Gordy was treated versus how uh, the horses were treated, you know? Right. Absolutely. Um, that that was the most powerful to me. Yeah, I I, I completely agree. And I, I love Stephen Yoon was great in this movie, too, because like he, he can't even process the horrors that have happened to him. It's like at first I thought it was like maybe he was just like not acknowledging it or like didn't want to talk about it in front of, you know, uh, quite the opposite. <laughs> 
Yeah, it wasn't that he didn't want to talk about it. It was that he just he really just can't process the tragedy that he went through. And yeah, he turned it into something malicious and like made the cycle repeat, you know, right. um, which I think was probably, you know, another co- commentary. There's so many, there's like almost too many, not too many, but there's a lot to like think about and uh-huh. pick up on. Absolutely. Um, I have a question I'm... for you. Okay. What, cause I, this is what like I've been thinking about a lot, which is probably nothing, but like, what did you make of the, the shoe standing up? Um, you know what? From... I, I don't know. I, I didn't Google anything about that, but I was curious about it, but I don't have any working theories on that. Like it, it, it means something for sure, but does it mean something like a lot of times uh, artists will put something in there like that because they think it's thought provoking, not, but, but not because it has a specific meaning. Um, so I think this yeah. might be one of those things like, um, like like David Lynch will put things in a movie that don't have a true quote unquote meaning. Um, but next to something that does have a lot of meaning in it. And because they like the imagery or they like whatever, and it right. feels thought provoking. And I think it might, that might be the case with the shoe. Well, um, I don't our, like that. If that's the case, I don't think you should put it in just for the sake of it being like weird and being like, let's confuse them. You know, like I, I think there might be more to it. The only thing I can come up with is that, and this isn't even a meeting, but like they talked about bad miracles a couple times in the movie. Mm, okay. And I like, I get you. I feel like the shoe could be like a bad miracle like in an the omen. way that, right. Yeah. An omen or like, it's also what young Steven Yoon was like staring at the whole time. And that's maybe why he wasn't making eye contact with Gordy, you know? Mm-hmm maybe this bad miracle saved him. But I don't know how that applies to the rest of the movie. There's also the bad miracle with the bug on the camera, I feel like, you know, like right when the alien appears. So I feel like there's like a bad miracle thing throughout the movie, but like I haven't been able to connect all the dots there. Like does the internet have a theory about that? Have you? I haven't looked it up, but. Me neither. uh, Hence my half-baked. Yeah, analysis. I I don't know. know. Like I. I I'm with you. I'm sure that there wasn't, I don't think it was a, a nothing thing. Um, I don't think Jordan Peele would do that. I mean, like, he this might. cool. Ugh, I would but, hate that. I, uh, I don't, I don't think so though, but there's, there's probably something there. I just don't know what that's. It that, seems so significant because they showed they it, showed it so many times. Yeah. Oh, yeah more like, than twice. Yeah. Like what? I don't know. I was hoping you'd have all the answers. No, I'm sorry. Maybe on second I viewing. I think we I, need to watch it a second th- time. That's what I was about to say shoot. is that like, I really, I think a second viewing of this movie would help immensely with the subtext and things like that. Um, Agreed. So let's, let's rate this movie. Um, if you're unfamiliar, we rate based on the letterboxed scale. Um, I will go first and I will say four and a half. I gave it four and a half. Um, okay. I really, really liked it. I give it a four stars. Nice. Very, very I solid. Super enjoyed it as well. I think it, if you have, it's hard to like, they're kind of incomparable, but like if you had to rank them. I was about to ask, I was about to ask you that. I don't think I could tell you which I like more between Get Out and Us because I love them both, but this Me is too. definitely below those two. I, I agree. Um, but if I had to pick between Get Out and Us, it would be, it would be Us. 
I think us is astounding. I mean, get out is great, obviously, but to me, us just hit different. Like it's, it's just like, a, I, I loved us. Yeah. I, I can watch that movie so many times. I get out has like definitely a huge like cultural impact. Of course. And like a stronger message. Um, but us had like better performances and like Man. a more compelling, um, like not sci-fi, but you know what I mean? Like otherworldly uh, right. storyline, which I, which I gravitate towards. So I don't know if it's I had to a, rewatch really one, it'd probably sell. be us because I've seen get out so many times, but they're, I don't know. They're both so good. Yeah, absolutely. But um, anyway, that's going to do it for us this week. Thank you all so much for downloading us. Bye everyone. This is Dylan and I'm Michael. We'll see you next time. Thanks for sticking around for the mid credits. We can tell you've been trained well. If you want to help us out, please go over to iTunes and leave us a five star review. It'll really help new people find the show and it will help us to get Rotten Tomatoes verified so we can start affecting those rankings. Then check out our socials. We're BRC Uncanny on Twitter, Uncanny Universe on Facebook and Instagram. We'll see you online.